It's the right time for Western Oklahoma. Good morning. You're listening to the right time for Western Oklahoma, and we have uh, Senator Darcy Eck on the line with us this morning. Good morning, Senator. From where are you? In, in Alaska or where? Are you there? I'm yeah. Light, so uh, there you are. You're I on now. My, you wait. We didn't <laughs> hear me now. Now we can. Yeah. Wow. Good morning, sir. I'm doing great. I am not in Alaska. I'm not in Guthrie. I'm actually at my office desk in Kingfisher. I, I feel like my eyes should be burning, guys. I, I don't know. I turned in a little while ago. Tuned in a little while ago, and I hear Olivia Newton John asking me to get physical. So I didn't know if I had the wrong station or if you guys had changed your format or what in the world was going on. Well, today is the day that was a big hit in 1981. You probably remember that, don't you? Well, you know, it brought back memories. Funny how songs trigger things. But my wife Vicky used to teach an aerobics class, and I remember that was one of the songs that she'd play when she was going through that class. Not that I was a part of the class; I probably should have been. But when she rehearsed, I remember hearing that was part of what she'd play. So, yeah, I remember memory. those days with the uh, aerobics, and the certain yes. neighbors would have the stockings on with their Reebok <laughs> tennis shoes on. Real cute, man. Let's get physical, right? Good morning again. We're having some fun with you because you're a great guest of ours. So catch us up on what's going on. Well, yeah, we want to go ahead. You you were uh, you're going out to Guthrie today. What's going on at Guthrie? You got a some some big deal at the airport? Well, this is a neat deal. This is something that uh, the Aeronautics State Aeronautics Commission does every year. They, uh, you know, they do it at the Guthrie Airport. So there are uh, there's there's some kind of a flying club. You may know what it is, Harold, but it's a group of guys that have planes, and they bring them, bring the planes in that day. And uh, there'll be several legislators show up, and the uh, Aeronautics Commission will tell a little bit about what they're doing. But we'll also have the chance to get in with one of these pilots in their planes and they'll fly us around and they might let us take the stick for a while and fly around so now i uh, i really look forward to it that's always that's always a good time well we appreciate uh, all your activities and how busy you are you, you you got a lot going on including a special session tell us what I, it wasn't much was it on monday um well we'll go in the third, okay, the third. The third I, I was so, thinking it was this week no it's october 3rd that's next week, next well, Monday. That's, I, I think uh, next week at this time we all have a. We I don't know what we'll, we will accomplish. The governor called us in on the third, and we'll be there. Uh, we will gavel in the Senate at nine o'clock, and uh, we'll go through our standard things. We'll do the salutes, and we'll have the invocation, and then I don't anticipate they'll be. We'll probably um, gavel out to the call of the chair at that point. But then that's at nine o'clock, and at ten o'clock there's an appropriations. Uh, committee meeting, and I'm on appropriations committee meeting, but that meeting's been called at 10 o'clock. Um, we've, I've not seen the agenda for that meeting yet, but I do know Governor Stitt's been invited to address not just that committee, but uh, any Senate members that want to be there, they'll, they'll be there for that. But uh, the, the reason the governor was invited is just to explain his plan for um, the different calls. I think there are three calls or three parts of the call um, for the special session. So we really haven't seen, at least I haven't seen, and I don't, I don't think any other members have seen what his plan is for the special session, whether it's the you know, he called for a tax cut, he called for uh, tax fairness, and he called for, uh, um, I think, oversight of the budget process. Or uh, I think those are the three things that he, that he called us in for. So anyway, I look forward to that. I do hope the governor's there. Um, we'll, of course, we'll be respectful and, uh, and uh, see what he's got to say about his plan. So no name calling then, like on that debate <laughs> last night, I guess. 
well, no, absolutely, there will not yeah. be. It will. I guarantee it will be more civil than that was last night. The uh, one of the now, the path to what he calls zero income tax is that viable, or is there any? Can that happen? In, in your opinion. That's a fantastic question, and I expect the question, maybe just like you asked it, will be posed to the governor next Tuesday, Mustafa. So uh, we'll see. Um, I've been told that there's no state that has had a personal income tax has been able to cut it completely. So those states that don't have a personal income tax, like Texas, never have had one. So if if there is a path to get there, I think it'll be a long path. I think maybe it'll take several years to get there. But um, if we do get there, that's a lot of revenue that the state will have to uh, either figure out a way to replace that revenue in another form or cut services, uh, services that would have been paid for by that revenue that we won't won't be seeing going forward. So that's a great question here, Mustafa. You know, I think the thing that I'm going to editorialize just a little bit here, but what bothers me is that, you know, you're not going to get something in a special session unless you got the House and the Senate to agree on a plan. And and I don't understand the governor calling a special session without getting with leadership and hammering out some kind of plan and then presenting that plan and passing it. He's got he has House and Senate Republican controlled House and Senate. He also is a Republican governor. Uh, like we passed the workers comp uh, changes back uh, in a special session but i gotta tell you that uh, the governor at the time fallon and worked with the house and the senate and that we had a plan and we we hit the ground running and and within a week we had that passed and uh, made a big difference but it was a plan that was worked through by the governor and the and the house and senate what are your thoughts about that i mean why do this special session when when you don't have a plan and I've seen it both ways. I've I've been through several special sessions in my nine years. Some had a plan, like you said, and those are much more efficient. I think uh, I think for the most part, there was agreement between the House and Senate governors uh, for those successful interim studies, and we came away um, we came away in just a few days with that plan being executed. So uh, that's not happened in this case. So uh, I, I'm afraid it's going to be a waste of taxpayers' money to call us in for however many days we're there. Uh, but but we'll see. You know, and I want to be respectful to the governor if he's got a plan. Uh, he is a chief executive officer, so if he's got a plan, and we can, and it makes sense, and we can justify uh, whatever he wants to do within that plan, then I'm all ears. I do want to hear, but I I don't disagree with him. I I would like for Oklahoma to get to the point where we have a zero income tax. That's 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 the best case. That's a wish of mine. But I don't know that we can get there. And Oklahoma still got services to pay for, so. I mean, you, you can look at Texas. What is they don't have a state income tax, but I guarantee you they've got infrastructure to pay for. They've got public safety needs. They've got education and roads and bridges and, and you name it, health care. So they've got to pay for that in some way. Uh, so one way I know they pay for it is the higher property taxes. So is that the governor's plan? If we don't have an income tax, we don't have a state income tax, are we going to increase other taxes, whether it's a property tax or a gross production tax or a sales tax? So that's. Those are some of the answers that I want to hear next week. It certainly, uh, it, with that, it affects the rural areas totally different than it would the metropolitan areas as far as raising the the avalurum or the property tax. But I wanted to segue into the transparency that he's called for. Uh, from what I'm listening to, there's a debate about whether the three days that's going to be required are even necessary. How do you feel? 
Well, that's the process now. I mean, I, I would welcome more budget transparency. I've been um, uh, chairman of the subcommittee on natural resources, and that's that's what puts me in charge along with the committee of 12 different agencies under natural resources. So it's it's our committee's responsibility to work with those 12 agencies and present their budget. So we'll have budget hearings, and then we'll present their budget. Now, I will say once we get towards the end of session, and we'll present those findings, we'll present our recommendations to the finance chairs and the House and Senate, but uh, all those are our suggestions. That's kind of the way it works out. So once we get close to the end of session, there's there are negotiations that are going on that are – frankly above my level so those negotiations uh, sometimes do frustrate me because i and my, the committee and myself we've been working with those agencies for months those those discussions are already ongoing now for next year so we've been working on those issues for a long time and then a lot of times um, what we've agreed to with those agencies or what we propose on their behalf um, sometimes that changes at the 11th hour so that pro- that part of the process does frustrate me and I, I think we can do better in that regard so that part of this call i certainly welcome but, but then again um to get something done are we going to be able to get something done in three days uh, as far as any of those issues including budget transparency well, for, for those who might be listening then no, not sure what we're talking about there this this call has three parts to it the the part you're talking about is the part that would uh, allow for uh, three days before the bill uh, would be voted on, um, and I don't think that's very practical, frankly, in particularly the last few days of the session. It's hard enough to get a budget passed, and we've all been in the room, uh, leadership uh, room, to, to, to debate those issues, and you get down to the point, we have a balanced budget law in the state of Oklahoma, and I don't know how you avoid that. Uh, to me, and I understand your frustration because I know that other members of both the House and Senate have been frustrated over the years for not knowing more about the budget before it was presented. Yeah, that that really is frustrating, and I'm and I'm in those rooms towards the end of those those uh, negotiations. But um, I mean, it, it it's a process of compromise, really. It is. So um, we get down to the end, we have to kind of evaluate um, what priorities are and work that in with what the agenda is. Uh, on the House side, and that, I mean, to be honest, it's the legislature's responsibility to present a budget. It's the legislature's responsibility, and that's a, that's a joint effort between the House and the Senate. I know the governor's frustrated that he's not more involved in that process, but um, his people are in, in involved in those uh, negotiations towards the end. So they're involved at that point, but still at the end, it's it's we're the ones with the legislature. We're the ones that present that budget and go on the budget and then send it on to the governor. And then at that point, he can either choose to uh, to sign it or veto it. And we've seen him do both things in his time up there. You know, it's interesting because uh, somebody used the analogy that I picked up on early on, and that is even though uh, the responsibility of the budgets in the legislature, it's kind of like a three-legged stool. You've got the House, you know, you're working with. You've got the Senate with their version of the budget. Then you've got the governor with his or her version. Um so you got to work together. You can't just wait until the end and and you know say I'm going to veto this budget when you when you've been in the room to talk about that. Even more so, 
My concern is about what happens in a few years. The economy changes. This money that we're giving away, basically, that's a handout, in my opinion. We've already well, given what, what handout are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about any kind of tax cuts. And if we're going to go and take something now, from... Now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. A tax cut is not a handout. A tax cut, the money's yours. Now, you cut taxes, you're taking money away from the taxpayer. Now, that's now, not a handout. Uh, okay, then. I'm going to go to the general fund. And there's some things that come out of that general fund that resembles a handout. That's different. Okay. I, I, I agree with that. Now, what do you think, we're Darcy? We're getting into a little semantics <laughs> here. You're not even in the conversation. <laughs> okay. I enjoy it. I, and that's one thing I learned last night. I don't. I think listening is a skill that not many people have these days. So, uh, it's in, in, in that setting, that maybe if you don't jump in and if you don't barge your way in or bully your way in, you're not going to be heard. So, I don't know. I think that's. I think that sends kind of a message where we're at politically, just right there, just with that observation. That turned out to be Oprah Winfrey multiplied by a million times. Unbelievable. You couldn't understand half of what they were saying because they were yelling at each other. And I don't know how you control that, except you got to turn their mic off. I don't know why they don't do that. I mean, I think when they threatened to do that more than once, but I don't know. I guess maybe I just sit back and let them, let them kind of make a joke of the process. I don't know. But stop to your point. Yeah, if we, we cut revenue, I think that's what you're talking about. We cut revenue. How do we make that up? Or what services do we cut with that declining revenue? So it's a great question. So um, I'll be curious to see how we get there. We're going to take a quick break. We're talking to Senator Darcy Yeck, state senator for District 26, which includes uh, Custer County and a big part of western Oklahoma. So stay tuned. You're listening to the right time. For Western Oklahoma, 23 minutes after 7 o'clock, Senator Yeck will be with us more as we continue right after these messages. You probably know Stillwater Milling has Oklahoma's trusted source of animal feed for over 130 years. You might not know Stillwater Milling's agri-centers carry a wide variety of products to help you get the work done all around your property. Lawn and garden, pet supplies, animal health, pasture supplies, and so much more. Come see us at one of our four Stillwater Mills agri-centers or visit us online at stillwatermill.com. Feeling tired (sighs) or sluggish? Take a look at what's on your plate. Greasy and unhealthy foods will only slow you down. But one thing we can all choose to do, eat better. Try adding a salad to your meals. Fill one half of your plate with fruits and veggies. Or reach for fruit when you want a snack. Before you know it, you'll have more energy, more drive, and feel better. After all, the benefits of eating healthy are endless. Learn more at shapeyourfutureok.com. A program of TSAT. Are you one of many Americans affected by inflation? Guess what? Agency Supply says no to inflation by repricing all power tools, welding supplies, and construction equipment, along with ag and oil field equipment and consumables. Agency Supply will not be beaten by the competition. Come over to Agency Supply in Weatherford today and find out how you can beat inflation with Agency Supply's Inflation Buster Pricing. The other guys say for the ones that get it done, Agency says we get it done for you. Agency Supply, 400 South Access Road in Weatherford. The concrete foundation is one of the most important parts of any build. It could make or break your upcoming plans. Trust your concrete needs to Allen and the team at B&W Ready Mix. Whether it's for your residential or commercial needs, they can handle it all. Don't underestimate the importance of a solid foundation or compromise on quality. Let B&W Ready Mix create a strong base for your next construction project. You can find them online at bwreadymix.com today. That's B&W Ready Mix, creating solid foundations one concrete point. 
more at a time. Honest, hardworking company installing reliable center pivots. Waterworks Irrigation takes the killer water electricity mix out of irrigation, offering simple pivots, easy to understand and maintain with constant smooth movement to eliminate gearbox damage due to constant start-stop cycles. With TNL, there's no need for an electrician on staff. Just a few simple wrenches and an unlimited free phone support will keep you up and running on your schedule. Find them on Facebook. Waterworks Irrigation, making rain reliable. 26 minutes after 7 o'clock, and uh, with us this morning is uh, Darcy Yex, Senator for District 26. I don't know why I'm trying to say 56. Uh, House House District, I was had House District 57, and then uh, the other district out here 55. And then 56. So anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, Good morning again. I just, one thing, one thing uh, that is interesting, I don't think we're making, we need to make this point. Oklahoma, if you look at per capita income taxes on Oklahomans, yes. it's about 7 to 8% somewhere in there. Texas is right there with us. I mean, we're one of the lowest tax states in the country. So, Mike, I think you got to be really careful uh, when you start, uh, you know, cutting the income tax uh, at, at, because of the revenue situation. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? Uh, no, I, I agree 100%. I mean, I've, you know, we've got a working group in the Senate, and uh, we've been told that yeah, the overall overall tax rate of Oklahomans is we're in the top 10, I mean, as far as lowest tax, lowest tax state. So, I mean, that's factoring in property tax, sales tax, income tax, the other kind of taxes that we pay. So, uh, but, I mean, I guess the glaring thing is we do have an income tax. So, uh but I think that's just one part of the piece. So if we remove that, then how are we going to offset that revenue? So that's you're right. We need to be careful. We uh, we had that one year, and I think you were up there when um, we had we had a 1.3 billion dollar budget shortfall. So we actually had to vote on tax increase, and nobody liked to do that. And that takes that's a hard thing to do. That's that's a high bar, and it should be. But uh, you got to get the 75 percent in the House and the Senate for that to happen. And uh, and we barely got there, but that that raised a few taxes, uh, and that paid for some teacher pay raises and some other things. But um, since then, uh, the revenues have been a little more, a little more favorable. We've uh, uh, we've been able to have record surpluses, so that's a good thing. But we've seen things turn pretty quickly too. So uh, there'll be a time when we need those savings. We'll need those offset any revenue shortfalls. So. Um, fortunately, we've been able to get by and fund budgets and still uh, sock some money away for savings. So I think we've been prudent in that respect for the last few years. But, you know, it's interesting because I can tell you from personal experience of being there when things change quickly. It can turn on a dime. I mean, you can go one year having a surplus to not having enough money in, in just a short period if the economy uh, takes a turn for the worse. Particularly in Oklahoma, the big culprit, you know, often is the uh, decline Energy. of the prices of oil and gas production uh, taxes go down as well, which is part of a good, strong tax base for the state of Oklahoma. Any other thoughts? No, you're right. Any other thoughts? Well, we're very- go ahead. I was just going to say, we're very dependent on gross production tax, and maybe you've seen Treasurer Russ's uh, his reports lately, and our receipts are down for the last couple of months. So you're right, it can it can turn it can turn quickly. So uh, fortunately, like I said, uh, if that trend continues, we've got some savings to uh, continue the services like we had. But no, I did want to say one more thing before we get off. Um, I was able to go to uh, Oklahoma Municipal League banquet last week, and um, City of Weatherford was honored for a couple of things. Their park out there by City Hall was given an award 
very much deserving. And also uh, Mayor, Mayor Brown was honored with a very prestigious award. So uh, I think he was, uh, I think they kept it secret. I think Yolanda and the rest of the folks at City Hall kept that from him. But I think he wised up when a lot of his family showed up at his table and uh, <laughs> and Vicky and I were there. So I think he figured something might be up. So, uh, but no, I, congratulations to those folks. I, I suspect your station covered that real well, Harold. So uh, anyway, you should be proud of your mayor and your city. They're doing a great job. Well, mayor Brown does a great job and, and, and he has done Monday, a great right? job. He, yeah, he's on the show Monday. We did have that on the news that he received that award and we congratulate the mayor for that. Uh, he's done yeah. done a good job. We're fortunate to have good people over the years uh, serve as our mayor in, in Weatherford, and I think that's one of the reasons for our growth. And then, He's going to leave some tough shoes to fill, that's and, for sure. Clinton's got a great mayor, David Barong, right now. We've just got, and then, of course, the speaker at Elk City, the Tri-Cities. So we got folks working hard to make their towns better. And those yeah, are hard jobs. How about that mayor? Hard job. I mean, we, we're surrounded by great mayors, Harold. We to are. The south. Wow. Yeah, Phil Cleaver yes, at Cordell yes, is, is the yes. mayor at, at the Cordell, and he's working hard to make some changes. If you haven't been to the courthouse in Cordell, uh, Senator, and I know that's not in your district, but it's worth No, but but back in the day when I used to drive out to Sarah, I would make a point to go that way. I love that courthouse. That's amazing. I've seen some of the old pictures of the courthouse here in Kingfisher County. It was very similar to that. And uh, doggone it, back in the 60s, they chose it to tear that one down and build some modernistic-looking courthouse here. And uh, I, I'm really jealous of what they have in Cordell. And, and the one in Sayre, the one in that county, it's fantastic, too. So uh, got two I, really neat courthouses, and I think both of them designed by the same guy, that the architect that designed the state capitol. I know the one at Cordell was, Solomon. Designed, I believe you're right. Designed the, the, capital, the, the, the uh, county seat. Right. courthouse in in cordell the washita county seat and so you know custer county did the same thing we did a re- revamp of our courthouse and it changed it considerably from the old style a part of that's still there too it's hard yeah, to hard three to believe parts. Uh, yeah uh, thank you so much for being on the program this morning senator yak no you guys do a great job i appreciate you being on it'll be the weeks fly by and it'll be it won't be long and we'll be talking again next month so it'll be interesting to see how this presidential how that plays out i think some of the guys we saw in there last night i think some of them will drop by the wayside so we'll who, see who, uh, who do you think won the debate you know i i've got to admit um i have a bias i've kind of been a nikki haley supporter so far um and i thought she did a great job but again i'm i'm looking for the positives and uh, i think tim scott did a good job um, governor DeSantis did a good job so those are the three that I see kind of filtering out here in the early part. So, uh, but I mean, they've all got interesting points to make it. You know, I know they're coached to do this, and they're all, except for Ramaswamy, they're all polished politicians. So they've done a lot of debates, and they've been well coached up. But you know, they'd be into an answer, and I'd turn to Vicky and I said. Now, they're answering this, but what was the question? I don't even know what the question was at this point because they strayed from it. And I know that's what they're coached to do. They're coached to get in their, to get in their points. But uh, I know that's a skill that a lot of them have, so it's interesting. I, I thought uh, DeSantis needed to shave. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, the Gen Xers might like what he had here, so there you go. Maybe so. Hey, thanks a lot yeah. for being on the show today. And when, Are you going to come out to Weatherford anytime soon? <laughs> I, I, I will, I promise. And, and you know, I, maybe I've been there. You've been gone a lot, so how do you know if I've been there or not? Well, or? I've been, you know, invited we you have, out several times. And, we have and, a free coffee cup for you if you come by the studio. <laughs> okay. right. Yeah, we have a new right, coffee gosh. cup for you. <laughs> and, wow. Thank I, you, I, sir. I, I, 
one of these showing up at state capitol one of these new coffee cups oh, yeah we need to we need to see another one up there hey that's th- right i i agree appreciate you being on and i'm just kidding thank you just guys all, you, have a great all, all you know jet. what i will say this much what what he yeah. was at the clinton chamber banquet the senator was it was good to see him so that in itself kind of crosses out the guthrie thing so Does it? kudos Thank for you. the visit what about the breakfast in the country how about that? Did he make it? <laughs> he was here. We had a timing conflict. I think you know about that, Earl. So I was committed to something long before that came up. So oh boy, okay. I, I can only be one part of the time. I know you know that. I do. I do know that. Just giving you a hard time. That's okay. That's fine. Hey, we'll talk to you later. Have a good day. Very good. Thank uh-huh. you, guys. Appreciate you. You bet. Senator Darcy Yeck with us this morning on the program. So Always a great day. Tune in every weekday at 6 a.m. for The Right Time with Harold Wright. Brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on 99.3 News Talk KCLI.